lift off and the clock has started. Pixel Life. This is episode 258, recording August 28th, 2023. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are going to get uh, one Justin Carter's live reaction to the PlayStation Portable announcement. Uh, we are going to stop by the new Snyderverse, the bigger, better, badder, repeatable Snyderverse, um, and more. You know how we do. Uh, to do this. I have with me, as always, Justin Kitchen Nightmares Carter. It's your boy. Dude, so I think I told you guys, because, like, I told you, I think, a couple weeks back about my TV dying, and I had to get a new TV. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I found out, which I didn't know this, my TV has something called, like, Samsung Live TV or something like that, where it's kind of like cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine has that, too, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I didn't know about it, and I was, like, sitting there on, like, the little main menu screen. There was all these little boxes that, like, kept showing me stuff. I'm like, dude, what is this? And I was clicking around on it, and, yeah, come to find out, there's, like, Nickelodeon and some other stuff. I mean, it has ads, but it's only, like, a mm-hmm. couple minutes or whatever between shows. But I found <laughs> there's literally a channel that just 24-7 plays the show Kitchen Nightmares uh, with Gordon Ramsay. Which I love. There's only five seasons of it, and there's a new season that's actually starting. It's been gone for years, and it starts next month or whatever. But I've just, at night, that's what I've been doing, is just watching Kitchen Nightmares. But I've gotten to the point now where I'm actually starting to see reruns. Because <laughs> it just plays in, like, a random order. It's not a set order or anything, but it's kind of funny that I've watched enough of it that I'm seeing out of, like, the hundred episodes that there are, I'm already, like, seeing duplicates. That is pretty funny. Are are you a fan of all those type of shows? Like, do you do Bar Rescue and all that? I've seen some episodes of Bar Rescue, but I'm more... I love the Gordon Ramsay. Like, Hell's Kitchen, MasterChef, uh, Kitchen Nightmares. That He had the one where he went to, like, bed and breakfast and hotels and stuff. Hotel mm-hmm. Hell or whatever it was called. Pretty much anything with Gordon Ramsay uh, I watch. But I also watch, like, Cutthroat Kitchen and, like, some of the other, like, Food Network kind of food shows like netflix has some pretty good ones i know i watched uh with your daughter i watched the was it cake cake or not oh is it is it cake is it cake cake? yeah Yeah. (laughs) that is a uh that is a big hit around these parts for sure um the uh yeah the angry dude yelling at people to to unfuck their shit uh shows are always pretty fun especially because like i you know they have to be fake, right? Because you see some of these shows and, and like he'll go into a restaurant or something. And I'm like, there's no way, there's no way this place has just been operating like this. Like, yeah, like it's so weird. Cause I think it is like a great area. Like obviously some stuff is like done for TV. 
I've heard behind the scenes on some of the Kitchen Nightmare stuff, mm-hmm. like, on Reddit and whatever, some people that were, like, there when it was filmed or whatever said that, like, oh, dude, they, they like, planted this or, like, did this, you know, like, for the show which Which situation. I absolutely believe. I yeah. 100% believe that. Because, I mean, ha- you can't find that many restaurants where... Like, I believe there's that many restaurants where people can't cook, sure, but, like, that many where everyone's stealing, every, every kitchen is a freaking health hazard, like... Yeah, every kitchen has the 30 years of grease above the fryer yeah. that's just gonna combust in the flames one day. And, and the cook that's, like, handling raw chicken and then cutting up a salad, like, I don't... Maybe I refuse to believe that. I hope that's not the case. Maybe that's it. I just have real high hopes that not every kitchen I eat out in is swarming in vermin and bacteria. Maybe that's it. Right. Well, there was like one that I watched where, yeah, this dude dropped the raw chicken on the floor and then picked it up real quick and still threw it into the pan. Oh, jeez. And Gordon was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And I find it hard to believe that it's like, dude, you know there's like 20 cameras on you right now right like and gordon's literally like 10 feet away and you're really you're telling me this dude is going to be that inept to try and throw food that was on the floor (laughs) in a frying pan with all these eyes on you those are the times when i'm like this is made up or this is staged not made up but like totally staged this is, this is made up. They like build an entire restaurant and just fill it with actors. I mean, and people. I mean, if that if you came out that that was the case, would it shock you that much? I mean, it would do. One of the restaurants is funny because it was out here. Uh, it's one of the most popular episodes of the show. It's called like Amy's Bakery or whatever, and it was out here in I want to say Scottsdale, uh, Arizona. And it got shut down, mm-hmm. but it was so popular that Gordon, they did an entire episode where we went back to revisit them because oh. both the owners were just batshit crazy. And like the dude though, uh, the owner was taking tips from the waitresses and the waitresses were like, no, we don't get tips. Like he, t- all the tips go to him and he called them out in front of everybody and he's like dude they don't deserve tips and gord's like uh, what the fuck are you talking about and like well customers are there he's like did you know that when you're tipping your waitress it's going to this guy and oh, that is like, hilarious no. and he's like dude he's like you know how fucking stupid you sound right now and the dude was getting all defensive about it and he's like nobody does this like i don't know why you think you can do this but nobody does this yeah yeah that's ridiculous that is a hundred percent ridiculous like why <laughs> why dude um yeah, we had a, uh, for the bar rescue, the John Tapper show, there mm-hmm. is a bar, uh, God, probably five minutes away from my house, uh, that they rebranded like the 31st floor. So when you walked in, it looked like you were in a high rise and it is, and it's funny because on the show, the way it's shot, the way it's, it looks and everything, you cannot tell it is like literally on some like back water f- road. Like, I mean, as, as much as that can exist in San Mateo, California, but it, I mean, it's tiny first off, it's like this small little space and, and they tried to go like high end with it where there is zero, 
zero high end like people in the area <laughs> at all. Like I don't. It, yeah, it is a working class area of San Mateo. Let's put it that way. And I'm like, yeah, people are going to go for a velvet rope club here. Like, what are you, what, what are you doing? Who's your target demographic that you're trying to appeal to here? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where it was like, oh, that's a hundred percent for the show like that. But I mean, well, it, it shut down pre pandemic. It wouldn't have survived the pandemic anyway, but early 2020, it shut down and it's still vacant as far as I know. So yeah, Jesus RIP 31st floor. Pour one out for the 31st floor. <laughs> Pour one out for the bar. Um, well, all right. I, I don't know how we got on that, but uh, yeah, Samsung TVs. Lots of content. There you go. Um, all right. So I wanted to get your live reaction because you, correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't know anything about this PlayStation Portable, right? I know... Next, besides the fact that it looks ugly and you actually need a PS5 for it to work. I yes. know nothing else so about it. So, it does look like they cut a PS5 controller in half and mm-hmm. slapped, like, a fire tablet in between it. <laughs> yeah. It does look it like does that. It does look like that. It does look like the thumbsticks might hang over the screen a little bit. Which, Odd choice, but yep, Interesting. Right. Yep, sure. Um, it reminds me a lot of that GameCube controller with a keyboard in the middle. Just as far as as aesthetics go. So it is no longer Project Q. They gave it the name, the PlayStation Portal, which I don't know how they got the rights to that from Facebook, but hey, here we go. Um, okay. So first off. It is $199. Now, now keep in mind, this needs a PlayStation 5, right? Mm -hmm. It is a Wi-Fi streaming device only. There is no, like, take this out of your house to play PlayStation 5 games. It needs to be on the same network as your PlayStation 5 to work. Okay? Okay. Uh Uh-huh. It's an 8-inch LCD screen, not OLED, LCD, that is a 1080p screen uh-huh. that maxes out at 60 frames. Okay. $200, remember. $200. Uh-huh. Yes, $200. Uh-huh. Um, now, also, since we're talking about streaming from your PS5... This is not going to work with the upcoming PlayStation Plus PS5 streaming service. You cannot stream games to your PS5 and then play them on this device. You need to have the game installed on your PS5 for this to work. There is no cloud gaming game pass type stuff allowed with this. And, and I'm just... <clears throat> There's no Bluetooth. Um, 
How? <laughs> like, this, this thing sounds horrible, dude. Like, everything you're saying about this just screams, like, I don't understand the decision-making behind. It sounds like this is something that was supposed to come out seven years ago, and mm-hmm. then now they're just like, well, you know, we already invested a bunch of money into it, and what it'd be a shame, let's just throw it out there for some unanimous price and try and recoup any money we can from it. So, in a wonderful throwback to uh let's see the memory stick uh umds um just proprietary sony hardware across it with the mini disc um in a throwback to you know i'm happy to see sony embracing their past and bringing these odd quirks forward because like i said there's no bluetooth uh, so you're not going to be able to hook up your AirPods to it or or a myriad of headsets you might already own because, you know, a device like this screams you're going to play it in bed and you're not going to want to play it next to a sleeping partner or something like that. Um, or you're, if you're sitting on the couch and someone's watching TV, you're not going to want to listen to their show. So you're going to put your headset on or in or whatever. Um, no, they're... They're introducing a new proprietary standard called the PlayStation Link and is designed to, to, to deliver low latency, lossless audio, and they're launching wireless headsets and buds that support it. So once you spend $200 for this, you can spend another 200 bucks for a set of earbuds that only work with this. <laughs> yeah. By the way, PS5 not supporting PlayStation Link yet. But you can imagine that's coming in a software update. And the big rumor is that it's going to be integrated into that the next iteration of PS5, the Slim or whatever they're calling it. But, you know, you can also get a USB dongle that you can hook a regular headset into because we all have regular headsets still. Dude, it's just, it blows my mind. Like, none of this makes sense. Like, the fact that two, like, I feel like one of the biggest things that is going to, well, two of the biggest things that's going to be a problem is, one, no one has, like, storage on their mm-hmm. PS5. Like, the, the 500 gig, whatever, like, that shit fills up quick. You get in Starfield, yeah, that shit's 120 gig. That's taking up... 30% of your fucking well, PlayStation right To be there. fair, to be fair, Starfield is Xbox. But well, if you're getting okay. Baldur's Gate 3, let's yeah, just say yeah. their their comparison, you know. Um, but yeah, dude, that's just insane. And then the fact that the game has to be installed, but then the fact that it only works over Wi-Fi when Oh, and as long Comcast, as you have and as long as you have a 15 megabyte per second connection. That is what they're recommending. Yeah, and then it's like, dude, so... And it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, oh yeah, I want to play this, you know, in bed or whatever. Well, dude, if your PS5 is in the fucking living room, you would have to go into the living room, turn on your PS5, then go lay down, but then what, when you're done playing, do you have to get up and go turn your PlayStation off in the other room? I I imagine they're going to take advantage of the remote, like a a more robust remote play thing because like remote play, you can turn it on and off. Right. 
but I mean, I would hope so. But <laughs> but, but my point is, why? What makes me want to spend, let's say, three hundred and fifty dollars all in, including the headset, right, or earbuds, or whatever? Word. I'm assuming they're going to be around one hundred and fifty bucks, but who knows, right? So let's say four hundred plus dollars plus tax all in, right? Or I have an iPad now that can do remote play. That works with the earbuds I already own and can sync a Bluetooth controller up to like a PS5 controller. So why, what, why wouldn't I just do that and not spend $400? And what I also don't understand is what are you even playing on this? Like what is on PlayStation that you would want to stare at this tiny screen and play like you really want to play spider-man on this like yeah. small ass thing or, or like, like i said like baldur's gate oh. that you won't be able to read or yeah baldur's gate does a ton of text and shit always like you can't read that or like <laughs> or like a non-portable you know version of diablo 4 again that you can't read yeah i don't i don't understand it, and my thing is, they're just, they are just sending that out to die. Like, they're not even really supporting... I haven't heard anything about PlayStation VR 2 outside <laughs> of they're showcasing it. Like, nothing. Dead silence on anything about anything VR-related VR for the PlayStation 5. No, the, uh, the best was... <laughs> it was like two or three weeks ago. Someone posted a picture of their PS or PS2 or PS VR two, because also great naming convention guys, um, with a good thick layer of dust on it <laughs> and said like, you know, the post was like, I was so excited to get this and I was so prepared for them to, you know, support it right for the, for the, you know, fix the mistakes from the second time and blah, blah, blah. And the first comment under it was, this is literally the first post about a PSVR 2 I've seen since it launched. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? And and I thought thought about it. I'm like, you know what? He's right. I haven't seen one post before that one. Like, I don't know anybody that owns one. I know a couple people who have the first PlayStation VR. The same, same. Nobody owns the second one though. And most of those people that got it got that on like clearance or Black Friday or whatever when it was a deal happening for it. I mean Also, me and you are are like deep in these streets when it comes to video games and people that buy them and and accoutrement that goes with them. I mean, you name almost anything and I can name you people plural that own whatever it is you're about to name i literally don't know anyone that has a vr2 no one well it's just funny man because just like vr in general like you know shannon was so excited when he got that quest and stuff and talked about it for maybe a solid month Mm -hmm. and then nothing you got one and you didn't even want it (laughs) (laughs) nothing man it's because it's like, cool, oh, dude, we can play Beat Saber for the 87th time. Right, it's like, right. what else? Oh, man, super hot. Yeah, cool, all these games that came out in 2013, 
And then the Shannon's only other one is the one that I guess is kind of like Dungeons and Dragons or something that you can play. And it's like, yeah, besides Dem- that, that's Demio. your big three. But, well, that's been the problem with all of these platforms. If there were great games to play, people would buy them to play them. I mean, it's really that simple. And you named it. It's Beat Saber. Um... And a bunch of shit that's going to make you throw up. You know, like, it. I don't understand how... Okay, let me put it this way. Valve released a Half-Life game. And it didn't move the needle. Half-Life! Justin. And no one cared. Zero people. And it's so funny because it's like you see all the time. Oh man, top ten VR games, and that's always like one of the number one whatever. And it's like, but nobody's played it. Like anybody who has like that system or whatever, sure, I'm sure they own it because it's one of the five games they were able to actually buy for the fucking headset. But like no one's running out to buy a fucking Oculus to play Half Life. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It's sad, is what it is. Let's, uh, hold on. I'm gonna... (laughs) 15 best VR games to play. Okay, here we go. In 2023, according to VG247, which I've never heard of. But, um, so here's the list, right? We have Super Hot VR... Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's Again, one of them. Old. Uh, Beat Saber. Also Ooh. old. Okay, uh-huh, yeah. Uh, Tetris Effect Connected. Hey, there's something that's been released in the last five years. That so, is true. All right. Batman. Arkham VR. Um, sure. Okay. <laughs> Elite Dangerous VR. Again, old, but at least it has a big community behind it, right? Uh, Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim VR. Shocked you don't own a system just to play it. Uh, yeah, I would buy it if I had a VR. Moss, coming straight out of 2018. Um, no Man's Sky VR, which was a patch applied to the original game, I believe, four years ago. Uh, Pistol Whip. Again, old as hell. <laughs> uh, Blade and Sorcery VR. Never heard of it, but apparently it's great. Uh, Dark Room, or The Room VR, Dark Matter. Now, The Room games are sick as hell, and this has been one of the few games I've been tempted to buy with the Quest. But again, do I really just want to spend 40 bucks? on a room game when I spent 40 bucks combined on all the iPhone games. And I believe there were five of them. Yeah. I was like, I played, I think the first two on Android. Yeah. And they're great. They're awesome. I love their, I love this team. I wish they'd make more of them, but yeah. Also four or five years old, uh, Vader immortal. Okay. Yeah. The star Wars. Uh-huh. Uh, uh Shannon's Demio. Little Dungeons and Dragons action. Resident Evil Four. Whew. Not not 
not the new one. The one, the remake. Not the, the remake. The GameCube game. But the GameCube, <laughs> yeah. Um, Half-Life Alex. That's the last one. Man, I feel like called the majority. I'm really surprised uh, Astro's... Astrobot's Playroom, yeah, or yeah. Astrobot, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised some of those other ones I hadn't heard about. Pretty much, I feel like I predicted at least half of the list prior oh, to for us sure. uh, doing it, which is pretty sad since I am not tapped down deep into the uh, the VR scene, and yet I could call the majority. And it's like you said, dude, the majority of those games outside of half-life and maybe like three others are games that came out a long time ago on shit that was Mm -hmm. not vr that you could just play on a console or on a phone or came back came out when it was literally called the oculus quest before it was purchased by facebook Uh. i mean like beat saber is fucking old you guys like really i mean still great still a fun game still awesome i'm i am not besmirching beat saber my point is if the number two best game available in the format came out like eight years ago that's a problem with the format i'm sorry that's all i'm saying Hey, Zach, what if I yeah. told you that Beat Saber came out May 1st, 2018? It's that so, new, to be honest? It is like, that, that actually it shocks me. The game was released in early access on Windows on May 1st, 2018, and then it released on PlayStation 4 in November 2018. It, when was so, the first VR release, though? Uh... I, I am floored right now. I I can remember <laughs> VR being around like forever. Let's see, Beat or, Saber, or, or Beat Saber being around forever. I mean, it looks like I'm assuming the VR one also came out either end of 2018. Uh, hit Windows May 21st, 2019, and supports okay. most virtual reality. So it came out like a year later on VR. All right, so I'm almost. So, a little over four years ago, then. Yeah, Still, you're right, though. I, I feel like I am kind of surprised that it's only, like, five years old. I expected more, like, seven, yeah. eight. But it's also... That would be the equivalent of you saying, like, the 2018-2019 game of the year is still the best game since 2018 or 2019 on any platform which is nuts dude that is uh pretty crazy because it's funny looking at this list and it's like stuff that like in comparison for stuff that came out in may of 2018 Mm -hmm. you have uh donkey kong country tropical freeze came out on the switch well to to be fair still still one of the best games Uh, you know get your uh get your armored core sixes and tears of the kingdom out of here tropical freeze still still needs its room yeah 
Dark Souls Remastered came out May 25th. So, a remaster of Dark Souls 1 came out that long ago. But it's just like, yeah, dude, that's kind of wild. Yeah, I don't... I don't even know how we got on VR from the PlayStation Portal. I, I think... No, I think I know how we got there. They're both doomed, is what it yes. is. Yes. Like, they suffered the same fate where there will be no support. And anyone who does choose to buy this... Like, my friend Tanner is one of the only people I know who was, like, I legitimately might get this just because, he's like, oh, well, you know, my wife has the TV watching Big Brother or whatever, and my PlayStation is in the living room, and I don't want to have to bring it upstairs to mm-hmm. play it, so this way I can play it, and she can watch TV and do it, but it's like, how often are you really going to do that? Like, yeah. and... How much battery life does this thing have? Like, I'm assuming. Oh, oh, oh that's the that's the best part. That's the best part. I forgot to I forgot to mention that it was one of the last things on the article, um, which is the battery life is still undetermined. So I'm assuming. <laughs> this, by the way, this comes out in November. Uh, by undetermined, I'm assuming it's probably sitting at. I'm going to say the two hour, be real gracious, maybe two and a half hour mark. I, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to skew higher. I'm going to say four, but no more than five. I guess it depends on the game you're running. True. <laughs> but it's supposed to just be streaming. You're not supposed to be running anything on it. That's why I think you're, you're going to be okay. Maybe if the game has a lot of, uh, uh, vibration in the cut of, Cut in half PS5 DualSense? I don't know. Dude, it would be hilarious if so. It kind of looks like, I don't know, like one of those tablets, you know, at Buffalo Wild Wings or something that you come and like order your fucking food on and pay. If it has just like where you can insert your debit card to buy loot boxes or whatever on the little thing, you just plug in your chip. It's just like, yeah, fuck it, dude. Just insert it, man. Sign with your finger on the tablet and boom. It's you got, bought yourself the season pass. It's got a it's got a tap to pay area. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're like use the chip. That. You know what's horrible? I'm actually surprised they don't. Cause like, how convenient would that actually be? If you were on the PlayStation Store, it was in your cart, and you could just tap your card to buy it. Without having to like, go through, enter all your information, do all that crap. Like, you could just... Deep. Low it's key, it's hor- like I'm I, not- I don't want to be t- do- saying this, but I could totally see that, and no. it wouldn't be bad. The more you're saying it, like I feel like everyone at some point has dealt with the... You go onto the store, and you're like, oh, this game looks kind of cool. I'm going to buy it, and your fucking card's expired. Yeah. And then you have to get up and go grab your wallet and update the information and do all that shit. So you're right. I do see the convenience in, man, if I could just slam my card into this or tap it and make it work and just bada-bing, bada-boom, I bought it, that does seem really handy. I feel like the problem is if it did have like a little slot or something where you insert your card, you know damn well like like your kid is going to cram a Chips Ahoy cookie into that slot and just absolutely ruin it or something. Like Pokemon 100%. cards are going to get crammed into it and it's just not going to work anymore. Like something's well, going to get spilled you, in it. You, you can't do the slot, but if you did the like Apple Pay, tap to pay thing, 
Yeah. Yeah. Or, that or Google Pay for your world. You know, that, that sort of thing. You can attach your crypto wallet, you know, to the system and it just pay from there. Paying, uh, paying for your God of War with uh, Bitcoin, you know, yeah. making, <laughs> making smart business decisions. Cash in a couple apes, you know. Oh, jeez. I hate that we just did that. I hate that. <laughs> but also, I would use the hell out of that. Um, okay, so we we have a discussion. We're uh, I, as you can probably tell, Mister Shannon Moore is not with us. Uh, his wife had gotten a really nasty cold, so he needed to be uh, a nurse this evening. So we hope his wife feels better soon. Because she's one of the raddest people you'll ever meet. And it's a super bummer that she's sick. Thoughts and prayers. T's and P's all the way around. <laughs> um, so we're not... We're, we're, we're going to drive past the trailer park this evening. But on our drive, with, you know, the 70s rock station on the AM radio being the only thing we can get. Uh, we need to talk about the new Snyderverse, Justin. Because a hot trailer dropped for Rebel Moon. And uh, why don't you tell the people about it? See, you just saw it. So you, you're fresher yes. than I am. You you tell the good people. Yes, I just watched the trailer for it. It is fresh in my mind. Let me start out with the fact that Rebel Moon, as a name, is very fitting for this by how generic of a name it is. And watching the trailer, it, to me, looks like they literally, Zack Snyder, just chat GPT was like, hey, study the last 15 years of sci-fi movies and write a script that just plucks, cherry picks little things from all these different franchises and cram it into two probably almost three hour movies and pick a cast of semi-relevant actors and some not as relevant but they were relevant back in 2010 and make me a movie and that is what rebel moon is it looks like there's i don't know space pirates we have jedis in there there's some scenes that look very familiar from star wars harry potter maybe even some like 300 it looks very similar to the new, I don't even remember, like AI, whatever, like movie that's coming out. It looks a lot like Doom and Mad Max in a lot of scenes in the like desert environments. Like, I feel like it's a lot. Which, are, which is a lot of Dune also. Yeah, like exactly. I, so I kept waiting just... for sandworms to pop out. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if when there's spider people. There was literally a scene in the trailer where this lady like puts her hand on some hippogriff-looking thing and is all. If I pulled the scene up from Harry Potter where he rests his hand on the fucking head in the woods in class, it is the same shot angle. It looks verbatim, just that scene, and it's just crazy to me that it's just it does not look unique in any way shape or form like i'm probably gonna watch it just like you said i will probably watch it just to see what it does and the dumpster fire that it is but 
it does not spark joy in me when I watch <laughs> spark the trailer. Joy. Uh, you know, the thing for me when, and we talked about this, but the thing for me when it lost me was when the characters whipped out lightsabers. Like, they're legitimately just lightsabers. And it's, like, weird because they, they don't really look like light. They kind of just look like really hot swords yeah. <laughs> is what they looked like when they were fighting with them. But you can tell they're lightsabers. That's what they are. And it was just, at, that was the moment when I'm like, what are you even doing here? Because, the, like, it opens with the gladiator hand on the wheat shot. Like, it's, like, <laughs> lifted directly from gladiator. Yeah, there was a lot of scenes that I felt were directly lifted from other movies that were in this trailer. And all the, like, Warhammer 40K imagery, like, everywhere, the way the ca- yeah. costume designs are and everything, I'm like, you guys are just Chaos Marines. Look at you. Yeah. Like, the opening, too, with the wheat field also was very reminiscent of me, of um, Thanos after the snap when he's just yeah, sitting there yeah. on the farm. And it's just, the you just see the field, it's like sunset. I'm like, dude, this looks a lot like that scene, but from, like, a different angle. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild that... He thinks he can just do that? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I guess when you're Zack Snyder and you got the uh, Justice League Snyder cut under your belt, right? you know, you can kind of just do whatever you want. Well, maybe we'll be lucky and it, uh, maybe we'll get lucky and it will be all, you know, uh, black and white and four mm-hmm. by three and, uh three and a half hours long and you know we can relive the good old days like that dude i really want shannon to watch it because it's gonna take him at least six or seven times sitting down to watch it in 30 40 minute intervals to actually get (laughs) through it with how long it's gonna be Uh, i i for one can't wait for robbie's review i'm oh it's gonna be great best movie he's seen yeah i no see see i actually believe no, see, I've known Robbie a lot longer than you. I could see Robbie genuinely being offended by this movie. By the fact that it's copying so many of these things that, that he genuinely loves. Like, this man loves Star Wars, right? This man is a huge fan of, like, the Dune books and and Ridley Scott films. And, all, like, he's big on all this stuff. And so I... I am really curious to see if he watches this and it's just like table flipping over the audacity of it. Robbie's like 40 minutes in and he had the audacity to rip this scene straight from Passion of the Christ. The nerve (laughs) of some people. (laughs) The nerve. Um, So yeah, that was interesting to say the least. Let's just go with interesting. Um... You know, Gamescom happened, Justin. Did you did you remember Gamescom? I did. I did hear rumblings on uh, X. It's not Twitter anymore. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> of Gamescom going on, um, I didn't really hear a lot of. I don't know if there was any like announcements or anything like that. I mainly saw just like a lot of indie games and stuff being demoed there but i don't really know of anything else that went down at gamescom well uh 
one thing I thought was interesting was, uh, you know, Night Dive Studios? They're the people that did the System Shock and Quake 2 remakes. Okay. Or yeah. remasters, I should say. Uh, their next remasters are Dark Forces and Turok 3. Shadow of Oblivion. I mean, Dark, I mean, Force, Dark Forces was good. I'd be I'd, I I'd be into a up-res version of that. I never. I don't think I ever played Dark Forces. That doesn't even sound familiar to me. But Turok. that was the that was the N sixty four Star Wars game. It was. It was I, th- I want to say it was almost like a launch title. Uh, and then yeah, Turok also could be into. Okay. But, yeah, dude, it's been a minute since we. I know there was that one Turok game that it was just like the soft, the reboot of the franchise for like mm-hmm. 360 or whatever when that came out, and it did not no. review well. <laughs> you couldn't play it on the world's worst controller, so it uh, did not go too well. I mean, trying to use first person controls on those little yellow buttons on the N64, like. You think you know pain, Justin. But man. I mean hey, I did I did buy that Turok game, and not only did I buy that Turok game, I pre bought that game from GameStop in order to get it was like a dinosaur tooth that said Turok on it that was like a little necklace. And I did wear it. Um, I know you for did sometime. <laughs> so. I know you did. I mean you had to you had to do something to get to get someone my like money's Megan. worth to get my yeah. money's worth out of Turok. <laughs> to get to get someone like Megan to pay attention to you. You had to you had to do something. I, I get yeah. it. But no, that's that's hilarious. Turok necklace. Um But yeah, like I I I don't know how I feel about like all of these remaster, remaster, remaster. I mean I get it. They're they're money makers. I understand. But I think when you have a year like we had this year where there's so many amazing games and we literally cannot play them all. Like it's impossible, especially for working adults like ourselves to, to keep up. Why, why am I going to go buy an N64 remaster? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that is, in the year 2023 for video games that is a tough sell mm-hmm. right now it's like why would i want to do that when i have literally every single month three new games coming out that i actually want to play like and why would i want to go back and not just three new games three new bangers yeah three like massive like game of the year contender style games coming out and so I feel like that's like a hard like when there was like a drought in games like I don't know a couple years ago or like whatever that would have been the time to you know do it but now everyone's getting caught up from COVID like all these games are starting to actually come out and get release dates and stuff now so there's really no reason for that but speaking of uh, remaster I did see on the Nintendo eShop that mm-hmm. both Super Mario RPG and the new Wonder Game are uh, available through their little voucher system, so that's kind of cool. Oh, so you can do the oh oh the all right hundred dollars for both of them. Is Pokemon in there? 
Uh, which one? The are the expansions that are coming out. The expansions are not because it's just normal games or whatever. I know okay. the Pokemon games themselves are in there, but I don't think there isn't like a version with like the expansions included or anything like that. Because I would absolutely do that. What that the expansion with Wonder if it was available, but I might do the uh, RPG. Now, see, I I consider games like the RPG a completely different story. If it's a ground-up rebuild of an old game, like Resident Evil, Dead Space, they're still the same games, right? But they're not. It's not just we slap new textures on this and there's better lighting, which is what, you know, the Quake 2 and System Shocks were. This is a complete rehaul, which, I mean, it's a thin line. Sure, but to me, that counts as a new experience. Well, yeah, and then you have stuff like Dead Space and Resident Evil 4 where it is not shot for shot the same game. Like, it's been more streamlined and improved with Mm kind of like modern day gameplay and mechanics and stuff. Like, stuff that, you know, might have worked back in... 2009 or whatever like you know that isn't necessarily like the hottest and latest trends in gaming today and stuff you know they're like oh like we can tweak this and make this you know a little bit better for the player and stuff like having more workbenches in dead space like made all the difference like them i know steve or whatever i think talked about like the bridge scene or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. for plays completely different but it's like not as tedious like to the player and stuff as it was originally so stuff like that works out yeah i mean resident evil 4 well i mean 2 3 and now 4 are all hallmarks of yeah how to do a remake correctly at this point so yeah uh but circling back gamescom seemed to just be a uh a lot of talk about things we already know about. You know, they showed a lot more of Alan Wake 2. They showed a lot more of Starfield. They showed a lot more. You know, it's it's that sort of deal. Mortal Kombat 1, Hellboy. Like, all these things that were already announced and they were just like, we're going to show you more of it. Um, which is fine. You know, I think, I think enough is out there in the stream now that we don't need more because everything's going to get lost. But... I also have a hard time because there's a lot of these things like Alan Wake 2. I don't want to see more of it. I just want to play it. I don't like the more I watch, the more is going to get spoiled for me. The more the surprise is going to get dulled. And I just, I just want to play it. I'm good. Like I've got the base. It's Alan Wake. It's an FBI lady. Sweet. Good. That's all I need to know. Let's just go at this point. Um, Spider-Man's the same way. I don't want to watch any more story trailers. Please just let me play Spider-Man 2. Don't stop telling me about it. Uh, yeah, they're like, here's a 40-minute look at the beginning. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need to see that. Like, I why would I want to watch the first 40 minutes of the game and then when it comes out, play through that same 40 minutes? Of, no. Like, yeah. I'm good. You sold I, me. Th- I, I am already buying it. Please stop. Please. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I don't know. It's uh, It's interesting. It's interesting how people will 
I don't know, choose to market all these properties and stuff like that. But I don't, I still don't think more is better. I don't. Um, oh, and, and they did show you uh, that Fallout, an original series, is coming to Prime Video on 2024. But with the writer's strike, I think that is firmly TBD. Yeah, dude, a lot of stuff has been getting uh, delayed and pushed and whatever because of the writer's strike. So, like, it's going to be an interesting uh, rest of the year, I think, for not only... Same with movies. Like, dude, movies were popping out left and right, like, Mm -hmm. the past, like, four months. And, dude, like, after Barbie and Oppenheimer, I mean, I couldn't really tell you like what the next big movie is that's coming out. I mean, I'm excited for Saw X yeah. next month, but that's by no means like going to slay the box office. Well, you saw Dune 2 got pushed, right? Yeah, Dune got pushed. I know, you know, Deadpool is obviously mm-hmm. in fucking limbo right now. So, I guess uh, uh, I guess the Marvels will get all those uh all the IMAX screens they weren't going to get because Dune 2 was getting yeah. launched. <laughs> and I know the the directors they had for the next two Avengers movies mm-hmm. uh, got laid off. So it's like, I don't know like if and when the strike is actually like over. I don't know if they're actually coming back or not. And like they, I saw on some, it was like on a discussing film or like one of those like Twitter things. They were talking about like Doctor Strange three or whatever, and how that's. It. I'm like, dude, like, where is this news coming from? Like, no one, no one is filming Doctor Strange three or like doing whatever. So I don't know why they're like, oh, dude, he's gonna be an integral player in these two Avengers movies. And I'm like, those two that like were supposed to come out to in the next two years or right. whatever. That God knows when that's coming out now. Like, yeah, no, I don't believe that. Yeah, I. You got to think the Marvels is going to be the last thing for a while at this point. Things yeah. are just going to keep sliding. And, you know, I'm I'm beating a dead horse, but it's like we were saying a while back. I kind of want them to take the time. Take it. Figure yeah. it out. Reset a little bit if you need to. Like Let fine. it disappear into the background for a minute. <laughs> Let me miss you. <laughs> go, I can't miss you unless you go away. That's That's the hard reality. Um, but yeah, I, hmm, hmm. Movies are going to be a very interesting space for the next year or so. It's, well, yeah, that's like what's been going, like Ahsoka just came out yeah. and I know people who've been watching it and talking about it and I'm like, ah, dude, I don't know if I really want to watch Ahsoka and it's like, oh, well, it's a sequel to Rebels and I was like, well, fuck, dude, I didn't watch Rebels. I was like, dude, I didn't even finish the last season of The Mandalorian. I only got like halfway through. So I'm like, dude, I have kind of tapped out of the uh, the Star Wars verse because it's just been too much. Yeah, I, I, you know, I watched the first two seasons of uh, of Mandalorian. Never watched the third. I'm it, my understanding is I'm not missing much. Um, I never watched Boba Fett. I never watched <laughs> any of the Obi Wan. I did watch Obi Wan for Robbie. I watched for Robbie. <laughs> I did before every episode. Just let out a huge sigh like for Robbie, and then you hit play. <laughs> Mentally, kind of, um, and and it was bad. 
I mean, Obi-Wan was bad. And I'm, I'm sorry, Robbie. Um, there's just so many times he could have killed Vader, and why didn't he? I just, I'm sorry, we're not relitigating. It's it yeah. just. Uh, but um, I still never saw the last movie, which everyone says I'm not missing anything. Episode 9? Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I, never saw, <laughs> I never saw Han Solo, um, which I also hear is bad. <laughs> so, Dude, I honestly think Solo's better than the ninth movie, but that's just my opinion, I, I guess. I mean, you might be right. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I'm hoping the time is good for all these companies. Get off the treadmill a little bit. In the in the parlance of one Justin Carter, unfuck your shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, Justin, we were talking about the bangers that we can't play because we just don't have time. Which, it be, you know, it's funny coming from you as a man that's playing Paper Mario um, on the N sixty four, and. Uh, <laughs> Can, can I just remind you that in the next three months here, we have a whole litany of stuff. I mean, you've got Cyberpunk, Fan- Phantom Liberty coming out. You've got uh, Warhammer 40K, Dark Tide, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Detective Pikachu, Forza Motorsport, um, Lords of the Fallen, which you know your boy here is going to be playing the Danzig in the trailer. just got me sold you. Yep. It did. Uh, Spider-Man two and super Mario wonder coming out the same day, Justin, the same day. Um, the, uh, Lord of the Rings return to Moria, which looks interesting. Hopefully it sucks like Gollum. So I don't even need to worry about it. Um, Alan Wake two. Let's see. You've got, uh, the new WarioWare, move it. November 3rd. Uh, let's see. Oh, Super Mario RPG, November 17th. So, yeah, there's some stuff still. No, and that's what's funny. So, like, I have been playing Paper Mario. I actually beat Paper Mario. Oh, but that's you? kind of like, I did. I beat Paper Mario. Um, all in all, still a great game. A uh, thousand year door is clearly better, and like there's some stuff, of course, in the N sixty four like that didn't really age like all that well. Um, just mm-hmm. in terms of like going back and forth, and it's just like, oh, dude, this like sucks. Like I just want to get out of this area, but for the most part, all in all, I still think it's a really solid game. And you know, of course, thousand year door did it better, but I wasn't sad replaying it, but. I'm glad that I got it finished, and that's kind of why I haven't really, like, jumped to something else, because, dude, I really want to play Starfield, and that comes out oh, next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Starfield. Sorry. Yeah. Forgot about Starfield. Yes. God. I do want to play damn. Starfield. That comes out next week. I also want to play Liza P, which comes out mm-hmm. next month as well. It comes out, like, a week or two after Starfield. So... I really, I, wanna, this... I really want to try Blasphemous 2 because yeah, everyone says that it's, also just every, came out. Every review I've read about it says it's absolutely smoothed out all the rough edges of the first Blasphemous. 
So it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning in because the first Blasphemous was pretty good. It was just kind of janky, but it was still pretty good. And it's got a crazy art style. And then, I mean, I'm really bummed Shannon isn't here because I need to hear about Armor Core 6. And that is true. I know so many people that aren't, like, I've never played Armor Core. I've heard of it, but I've never played it. And I know so many people that this is, like, their first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have never played it or, like, talking about it. Uh, Shannon is the only person I know who is actually, like, that I personally know that's actually playing it. So, yeah, I do want to hear about it. But it's, like, at the same time, I kind of don't because I'm like, please don't sell me on it. Like, yeah. I already know, like, everyone wants me to play Baldur's Gate one that actually comes out on console mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm like, dude, like I don't have fucking time for Baldur's gate. Like my backlogs over. I still want to play the fucking Lego racing game that oh, came God, out. I forgot all about that, that. Yeah. That came out in May. And the only reason I didn't play it was because it literally came out around the same time as tears of the kingdom. And so that never got played. So that's on my back list along with like a million moving out Two just came out. Yep. And it's like, I really want to play that. And that's super like, fun, like super fun, but yeah. And it's every every month. It's only getting harder because newer stuff comes out, and it's like I already know. That's why it's like I'm not really playing a lot because I know next month between Liza P and Starfield, like that's going to be September. Like just those two games alone is going to be my entire time of gaming, and I have no time well, to start anything else. And for me, it's like you know, you're looking down this list. And it's like, God damn it. But then, like, party animals, right? I know I'm going to play that with my kids. So at least that's yeah. one I can feel good about just playing and not having to beat or anything like that. But I was not going to, like, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Looks rad. Sick of Assassin's Creed. Not going to worry about it, right? Right. And, and then Ubisoft leans in and whispers into my ear, bro, it's only like 20 or 30 hours long. And I'm like, really? Really? It's a short, it's like a, a short Assassin's Creed. God damn it. Because, like, that's the thing I don't like about the Assassin's Creed. They got so bloated. They turned into, like, these 200-hour games. And to make a short, focused, concise Assassin's it's like, you're going to pull me back in. Next thing you know, it's going to be fucking October 5th. And Justin's going to be texting me, making fun of me, because I'm downloading Assassin's Creed Mirage. Like, I can see it coming. Now. Dude, especially because doesn't Alan Wake come out in October? Thankfully, that comes out at the end of the month. That's 27th. Okay. Because, yeah, I'm like, that's my thing, is I'm probably going to be playing Liza P in Starfield until Alan Wake comes out, and then everything's going to get dropped for that. No, 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 it won't. Because Spider-Man 2 comes out October 20th. Oh, and Super Mario Wonder. And Super Mario Wonder. Just be prepared to spend about $120 on the 20th, by the way. Just buy buy the buy. Especially because then I'm going to do the vouchers to get fucking RPG as well. So that's $100 (laughs) right there. Right? Right? Oh, oh. And we forgot about uh, which you're probably not going to buy. But I know I am, which is Detective Pikachu Returns, October 6th. Yeah, I was looking. I was looking. And that is one that's also on the voucher program as well. 
Oh, I should do that then, because I'll do yeah. one. I'll do Wonder and Detective Pikachu then. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. yeah, that that was on there, and I was looking at it, and I was like, oh, dude, it's on the voucher program too. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, man, I can't. I was like, because Wario and like everything else that's coming out, like Nintendo is stacked for the rest of the year, and I'm like, I will listen to live vicariously through you, and then maybe if it is super great, end up picking it up sometime, but. Well, there's just no time. That's honestly how I'm imagining it's going to go with me in Starfield. Like, I want to. I want to really bad. I know I can't. Like, I just know with my schedule and how it works, and especially as we get closer to the holidays, starting with Halloween, and then my son's birthday's in there, and then Thanksgiving, and then Christmas, and it's like, I'm. you can't drop a multiple hundred hour game on me. Like, there's zero chance. Zero oh yeah, because yeah, you know that shit's like a two hundred plus hour experience. Yeah. And now I say this as a person that put like sixty hours into Diablo Four, right? But if you're asking me to triple that up and play other stuff before end of the year, no, like there's no way, zero chance. Yeah, I don't have the feeling that I'm actually going to beat Starfield, but I do want to try to put like. At least give it a... Because I don't even know if I'm going to like it, to be honest. But everything I've seen from it has... The more I see, the more it has sold me on it. And so I had zero expectations before. And now I am actually kind of hyped for it. So I really don't want to be let down by it. I love that you're in the spot of almost hoping it's not good. Yeah, I you're kind like, of am. You're like, you're like, please, like, <laughs> please just be mediocre. Like, but. yeah, like comes out, put like you know, twenty hours into it, like one weekend, and be like, you know what, like I'm just not feeling it. Mm-hmm. And call it a day. <sighs> Good times. Good times. Yeah, I don't, man. I feel like we uh, we kvetch a lot about this sort of thing, but. <sighs> It's warranted. It's warranted, man. Yeah. Yeah. With the year of gaming that's come out this year, for sure. We need to have the conversation with Shannon's back if this is. Is it the best year of gaming? Because I'll, I'll be honest, I can't remember one like this since maybe, what, 2011? 2009? Where it's just been month after month bangers after bangers you know what i mean it it's been a long time since it's been like this yeah no for sure it's been unbelievably stacked like i mean nintendo's had new mario games new zelda games Mm -hmm. like xbox is actually like putting out like some games that have been in the works for like 10 plus years yeah i mean spider-man 2 is dropping. Yeah, Sony. Yeah. It, it's funny because you think about it. The games that came out in January and February, right? Dead Space, Resident Evil 4, all these type of games. Might, in lesser years, would be absolutely in the game of the year conversation. Because they're that good right? Like they're, they're fantastic. And you would, we would be throwing them around as game of the year contenders. 
And I remember when Tears of the Kingdom dropped. It was like, well, game of the year's over. I mean, it was very similar to Elden Ring, right? It was like, it just nothing's going to catch it. Not, nothing's out there. Nothing's going to catch it. And within two months of that conversation, it suddenly became like, well, uh, I don't know. Let's not be too hasty about crowning a game of the year already. I think I think the, the shockwave for that conversation was when Diablo 4 dropped and was fucking great. Like, that is when everyone went like, oh, oh, wait. Maybe, mm, maybe Tears of the Kingdom isn't going to run away with this. And then Baldur's Gate 3 comes out. And then Baldur's Gate 3 just blows everyone away. And it becomes like, well, I mean, we all like Tears of the Kingdom, but it was just kind of more of what we had before, where this Baldur's Gate seems very, very new in a lot of ways. Oh, and then Starfield's going to come out. And what if it's good, Justin? What if it's good? What if it's uh, gr- not? I know, what if I it's know. not good? What if it's great? I mean, well, I'm hoping if it's great. I'm the biggest thing for me. I want it to help fill the void in my heart because I'm never gonna get Elder Scrolls Six. It's just it's not gonna happen. But my my children might. Or yeah, their, or kid. their or their children might. So yeah, once my consciousness is uploaded to the cloud, <laughs> right? Like so I'll get style. to witness the greatness of <laughs> Elder once, Scrolls. 6. Once my consciousness is turned into a robot, a la Soma, then uh, you know I'll be able to Dude, bask in it. I do think it's hilarious though. Like when you were listing off games and stuff, like the lineup of games this year. If like some you told someone from if you went to the past or and told them oh this is gonna be the hottest stuff in the future it's like dude Dead Space <laughs> Resident Evil Four uh dude we're getting Metal Gear Solid Three <laughs> again like we're got yeah. uh you know we're Super Mario RPG like yep, it's yep. all this just like old like na- armored core like yeah. no one's heard this shit in like ten years and all of a sudden it's like oh man all these new games for these like previously dead franchises are just popping up out of nowhere to be fair though that is why this year we're going to have the remakes and redos as its own category because i don't think it's right to include them in a game of the year when yeah they're great games and they did a great version of a great game so i don't think it's right to be like yeah so that's competing with tears of the kingdom I don't. That, that just seems wrong to me. That's competing with Vampire Survivor on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, Jesus. Um, yeah, Power Wash Simulator get released on anything this year? Um, well, that's gonna be best DLC. Ah, that's true. The Final Fantasy VII DLC. Pretty good. Pretty good. Just saying. Bikini Bottom DLC. <laughs> I, I did not buy that. By the way, I. I looked That's at shocking. it. I looked at it, but I've, mm, you know, Power Wash did it to themselves. They've given away so much great DLC, like just free patches, DLCs, all this stuff, that to turn around and be like, "Yo, twenty bucks, SpongeBob." I'm just like, ha, "Hey guys, well, <laughs> hold on, 
hold on now. Um, I got this Marvel Snap season to buy, so whew, it's getting a little pricey. Power Wash Realm, um, but now I, I I'm really curious to see where Spider Man Two slots in that list. I'm really curious to see where Alan Wake slots into that list. Um, because that's the other part of it, Justin. All the bu- Mortal Kombat 1, by the way, is on that list. Uh, all the buzz you hear about these games is really good. You're not hearing any pre... Come, you're not hearing any journalists come away from previews going like, eh, man, I don't know. They got some work to do. There's no Gotham Knights vibes coming out of these previews. Yeah. It's... No. Like I That's said, I've gotten to the point where I've stopped reading them because, like, every Alan Wake preview is like, this is a fucking banger, you guys. Holy shit. And I'm like, no, don't tell me. That. Stop telling me this. I don't. Okay, I believe you, but please stop. Please. Well, yeah, that's what happened last time when they showed, like, the last trailer or whatever for Alan Wake. Uh, like, I was a little excited before. I was like, oh, you know, yeah, it looks really mm-hmm. cool. But then that last trailer they showed, I was like, bro, if they told me this was out right now, I could not insert $70 quicker, <laughs> like, into my, like, computer, buy the game, and start playing it. It's kind of like a... Uh cross the spider verse if the screen popped up and said give us 20 bucks for the rest of the movie you're like yep yep no problem here you go here's 20 bucks yeah. let's, let's do and it just tap it to your playstation portal <laughs> and boom it's there downloading uh, full circle full circle <laughs> we love it um all right all right well i guess we covered a lot there and also what we've been playing for a little bit yeah. oh i, I yeah. didn't talk about what they i got on humble uh they had their like end of the summer sale and I wanted something to play on my steam deck. So I bought aliens fire team elite. Do you remember this game at all? Is that the one that's the, is it that the one that's like notoriously horrible? No, no, that's uh, colonial Marines. Colonial okay. Marines is the real bad one. This was the it's three person team left for dead style third person. And you're like, your space Marines going into levels and like trying to clear out the aliens and all that. But it's very much like wave based horde based style shooting. Um, okay. And it's made to play multiplayer. I haven't really done that. I've just playing with AI and they're not the brightest AI in the world. Like if you're trying to shoot a bunch of aliens, they'll just wander right in front of you. <laughs> you're like, bro, just staring up at the ceiling spinning. Just yeah. it's more like uh, live bullets here, man. My bullets don't wander in front of me. Just t- can you not stand right in front of where I'm shooting? Uh, but you know what? For the 12 bucks I spent, it's totally fun. It's it's stupid. It's fun. I can see where if you were playing with me or like the three of us were all playing together, it would be a, it would be better than a Back for Blood experience because it's a much tighter feeling game than that. There's no confusing-ass card system shoved in there for some reason. Why did Back for Blood have that? It was just so confusing and so pointless. Just let me upgrade the, the, the gun. Like, Well, it's just the little hub world was all weird. And yeah. It's like trying to find each other. And just to get into the match, you have to go into some random tent. I'm like, dude, how do we even start a game? And it's just like, oh, you have to go over here and talk to this guy. And I'm like, but why? 
Yeah. <laughs> Why do I have to do this, though, in order to just play the game? Why can't I just walk out of this little village and start my level? What? I don't... <sighs> but the card system... Sorry, I'm circling back. The card system, Justin. Like, why? Hey, and you know, I'm a sucker for a good card system. You know, mm-hmm. it worked in Castlevania Circle of the Moon. You know, it works in games like Slay the Spire and Inscription. But a game no, it does not work it in... Works, it works in games based on cards. <laughs> this was Left for Dead, and then they just shoved, like... Hey, all your upgrades are going to be on these collectible cards. Why? Just let me get cash. Let me spend cash in the hub world to upgrade my shit. And let me go on my way. I don't... Why am I collecting cards? It makes... And I have an issue in games where they shove a card system in there where narratively it makes no sense. Like, it's just cards to have cards. Right? Cards for the sake of cards? Yeah. I mean, in in a game like Monster Train, that's mm-hmm. literally the combat system. Right? I understand why there's cards there. It In a game that has plot and a point, apparently? wrap your head around like okay i'm i'm mowing down these waves of zombies to go protect these people or get get these supplies and i bring them back and it's like great man it would be better if this shotgun shot better well did you find the bullet card out in that world oh you didn't sorry buddy can't help you you need that bullet card to show me before what what are we even doing here yeah, Sorry. the only Sorry. game that makes gun cards work is Neon White. Again, the point of the game is the card battling system. <laughs> You're throwing cards at people. Like, I get it. Like, that... <sighs> I don't know why this pissed me off so much all of a sudden. But, like, man, I've been holding on to this for a while, I think. I don't know. I see that. Yeah, Zach's going to go to bed angry tonight because of <laughs> Back for Blood of all games. <laughs> Game I haven't played in two years. But, yeah. Um, but, no. Fire Team Elite for 12 bucks. I've totally got my money out of it. It's right. It's a fun game for $12. If you see it pop up on a Steam sale or something, I recommend it. It's fun. Yeah, I know you were trying to get Bully Shannon into getting it on the Steam Deck. And I'm sure I did. I'm sure he bought yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, said, yeah. No, he's a pushover. You're yeah. like, bro, you spent $60 on that Digimon game that you played for 30 <laughs> minutes in return. You can spend 12 on fucking uh, a game like All right, you got me there. Uh, oh, just so people know, I was dropping the link in the group chat. I'm like, here, just go here and click this button. Buy it. Like, just don't <laughs> yeah. even worry about it. Thank Your you. Your card later. information's already saved. Yeah. Just fucking click it. You're not a robot. Buy it. Just thank me later. I was given I was given the hard sell, you guys, to Shannon. Knowing knowing our boy can't resist. So <laughs> But hopefully we can uh, get some multiplayer on with that. That would be fun. Um I should you know, we should look and see if that's on Game Pass or one of those because it's cross play. Like we can play if you're on console or whatever. So Yeah. I should I should see if it's on PS plus or uh one of those but yeah 
So other than uh, Paper Mario, you play anything else? Uh, the only other thing I played was it's a little game called Area 61. It is not related to Area 51 in uh, any way, so shape, or form. So it's not a light gun shooter. No. It is a first-person game, though. Okay. So the whole premise, it's free. It's on itch.io. If you look up Area 61, you can download it and play it. So the whole premise is you're essentially in this garage type thing. There are there are references to 61 different movies in this like garage area, like different objects, things like that that are okay. related to movies and you have to walk up and then like you type in like what movie this is or whatever and it tells you and you have 90 minutes, I believe, in order to do it but the twist is if you guess the wrong movie uh like you lose a minute of time but Hmm. if you like the more wrong guesses you get you lose bigger chunks of time to the point where it's like you're losing 15 minutes 20 minutes from your time per wrong guess so you have to be very diligent with your guessing and like some objects are interactive like there was one where it was a refrigerator and when i clicked on it uh the green ghost from Ghostbusters came out, Slimer or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he comes yeah. out and he's wiggling around everywhere. Uh, there was one where it's like this chair with like cigarettes wet, and there's like a little clock radio next to it. And when you click on it, it plays the song from uh, Groundhog Day when he keeps waking up, and oh, it's the same funny. song. It's, I got, and it says I got you, 6 a.m. on it. Yeah, so it just plays that. And so. There's cool little, like, hints. I was, out of these 61 movies, I played it twice. Um, mm-hmm. The first the first time, dude, I was, I did not realize how much time I was losing per bad guess. And oh, so okay. I, I only got, like, 17 of them because I got stuck on one and realized I just nuked all my time on this, like, trying to guess this one movie. Oh, that's funny. Uh, but then the second time, once I, I'm like, okay, let's not do that. Um, I got, I think it was like 40 of them. And some of them, it's like, I hadn't seen the movie. So it's like, yeah, dude, I, I probably would have never guessed that. And then others, uh, I probably could have gotten more. Um, my real, like there was one where it was American history X, but it was like a zoom in of like the picture of like Edward Norton's like chest and stuff, but he was Uh, kind of covering the swastika tattoo. And I'm like, had I stared at that longer, I definitely would have got that. One was the sign from the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie, uh, but it's a sign that he's, like, twirling and stuff when he's, like, dressed as the clown. Mm. I didn't get that. Uh, but, like, the giant um, Jaeger from Pacific Rim is in the garage. Like, oh, that nice. was easy. Like, there's, like, different love. That was easy. The ship from Independence Day is, like, hanging on the wall. That was easy. Uh, the car Biff's car from Back to the Future, and it had the almanac sitting in the back. Like that was easy. Toy Story. There's like Woody in the garbage can. That's easy. But then there's like some like hidden kind of ones, like harder. Like you have to look behind stuff and like crouch down for some of them. Like there was the ring from Lord of the Rings, but it was kind of tucked behind something. Uh, on the wall, it had like a pride and gluttony and whatever and of course it's the movie seven but it's kind of like hidden behind a bunch of shit so you kind of have to look for it uh so there was like forrest gump and it was like the the gump shrimp like hat or whatever is like sitting on a couch so 
it, it's like there's some easy ones that's like oh yeah 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 you're gonna get but then there's like some like medium one and then there's some where it's like yeah you have to search or like really look at this to try and like figure out what this is from so it was really neat if you're like a big movie person yeah it sounds stuff, super interesting I, I definitely you know try you know go download it's free if you're a big movie person download it play it let me know what you got like i said my high score i think was about i don't think it was quite 40 i think i got like 38 or something like that but you know let me know what you get there was one that i was actually really proud of uh because this one was a deep cut where it was like a so on this table there was the map or but and it was home alone where it was like oh you know it was kevin's plans of like oh christmas ornaments here and whatever but next to it was a knife in the table with like a bunch of little letters and stuff and when you click on it it made everything go black and white and i was like dude what the hell is this and i crouched down was trying to see i'm like what are these papers and it just said like guilty not guilty whatever Mm -hmm. i was like oh dude 12 angry men and i got that and the only reason i knew that is because i watched that movie in like middle school government class we had to watch that that's hilarious and I, that was just a straight, and then that movie's in black and white. And so I was like, okay, the black and white, guilty, not guilty. I don't remember the knife thing, but I was like, 12 Angry Men. And then I guess it, and it pulls up the movie poster, and it has, like, the little knife and whatever. I was like, yes! I was like, I actually got, that was a pretty <laughs> deep cut, and I was proud that I got that. So, let me ask you a question. Uh, is it possible to play these games on Steam, the H games? Uh, I feel like if you have the ability, I think you can. Like, if you have it where it's, like, I guess desktop mode or whatever. I don't have mm-hmm. a Steam Deck, so I can't verify. But in theory, like, you should be able to just install it. I, I don't know. I'm assuming on Steam Deck there's, like, a prompt to, like, pull up a keyboard or something to be able to yeah. type or do that. So I think you'd be able to. Okay. I'm going to uh, I'm going to do a little googling because this seems like an awesome Steam Deck game. So yeah, and like I said, it's just a fun short little like mm-hmm. I play my two in my two runs. I think I played for maybe like half an hour or whatever. So it was just a fun little go through it, try and guess it type game, and I think it's pretty cool. All right, sounds pretty good. Um. Well, do you want to do a little sirens? Yeah, you know, let's, let's, I hear a little bit of sirens. Uh, dude, have have you been watching Futurama at all? Uh, I've gotten through through the Bender and Leela moving in together. That's that's where okay. I went to. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's been pretty good. Yeah, uh, super solid. Like I was talking about it with another friend of mine that's a, a huge Futurama guy, and uh, we both are. I mean, I guess shocked is a good term, but like how solid it is. It's I'd put it right up there against other seasons for sure. There really hasn't been a game that I would say is or game, uh, an episode that I would say is bad yet. Yeah, no, the the having the Kip and Amy kid one, I think has kind of been the weakest. Yeah, of all the ones. But even then, it's not bad. It's just compared to everything else. Like, from, like, how amazing episode one was to, like, go to that. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, all right, this is kind of sore. But then it's, like, picked up from there. The newest one, which you haven't watched yet. I'm not going to spoil for it, but it's a Christmas episode. 
and it involves like time travel and stuff and it's pretty oh, okay. funny and it's like the birth of the santa claus and like <laughs> why christmas is fucked <laughs> i do i do love the the robot santa claus that kills everyone that is i'm waiting for the return of uh of robot devil he's probably my favorite yeah. character yeah they've been doing a really good job of bringing back like past favorite characters i feel like calculon has yeah. been in a couple like uh zap brannigan's been in like one or two episodes so he- hedonismbot was in the amazon one um yeah they need to bring back the uh the what is it the the aliens that watch tv in space that like ali uh, mcbeal episode yeah, yeah. one like that uh, like, i don't understand why she doesn't just eat this person oh uh, what were they called i can the, it was like I can't remember what their uh, I can like, was. like see the... them and then that remember the episode where they were eating all their young because they were delicious and they called them poplars or whatever they were like yeah and they wanted all... yeah they wanted to grind uh, Fry's human horn as an aphrodisiac <laughs> yeah. to fix their marriage and she starts singing I will always love you and they're like oh the humans are attacking <laughs> um what was that called God this is gonna they're gonna drive me crazy, um, but yeah, Futurama doing really good. Uh, you know what I went and saw in the theater, Justin? What? The hottest newest movie, uh, Jurassic Park. Dude, no shit. When we walked out of Barbie, I saw the poster for it, and I I showed Megan, and she was so excited. And then when she realized it was three D, because the three D makes her sick, she was uh, so upset. That's a bummer. Because she wanted to go see it, and I was like, and then. You, I saw you posted, it was like on your Instagram story mm-hmm. or something, when you guys went to go see it, and I showed her, and she was so upset. She's like, I really want to see it, but it would just make me incredibly sick to try and see it in 3D. So it was it was interesting, uh, seeing it in 3D, because that, that was their whole thing. It was the 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park, so they were releasing it in 3D uh, in the theaters. And, you know, it the 3D was very much in the unobtrusive way, you know, it was more just adding depth to the screen, not things coming out at you or anything like that. Uh, I mean, it was fine. It was cool. Kids, my, you know, my son, uh, if you haven't heard before, is the world's biggest uh, Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World fan. He uh, lives, breathes it. You know, most little kids have a dinosaur phase and then they grow out of it. That boy, that boy just doubled down. Like he, he's in deep cuts in dinosaurs now. Like he's naming dinosaurs that I think paleontologists have never heard of at this point. He, he goes hard in the paint for, for dinosaurs. So, uh, we had to, we had to go see this movie because he has seen it so many times in his nine years. We came out of the theater and I thought it was wild though, how, this movie was released in 1993. He is nine, and he has seen it in the theater twice at this point. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. Like, how cool is that in reality, that he's been able to see this movie that he just loves in the theater now twice? And I will say, it's just so much better in a movie theater. Like, that. that is a... You know, it's funny, because... It's from a different era, but that movie was made 
to be seen in a movie theater. Like the big spectacles, the big sound. Yep, you know, Dolby surround, yeah. IMAX, like boom, boom, and, boom. You know, I caught something that I have never really noticed before. In the T-Rex attack in the rain, right? When it rips mm. through the cars. There is no score there at all. Like, the only sound is the T-Rex, the damage it's doing, and the rain. And I never really noticed that before, but I think it makes it so much more like... It hits so much harder not having any music accompanying it or, like, trying to punctuate it. It makes it way more savage that it's just like... Yeah, it makes it a lot more, like, ominous and, like, the build-up to it and stuff that much scarier because you know it's something is coming and it's Mm going to be bad. Yeah, and then when the attack's happening, there's no, like, strings punctuating the attack or anything like that. It's just like, nope, you're just watching this big-ass thing rip through you, and you can't do anything. It's just, you're going to listen to the rain, you're going to listen to the metal bend, and you're going to listen to this thing roar. And that's that's all you get. You know, and it's it, it's, it's, it still works. It works really well. Uh, that whole sequence is just fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's spoiling spoiler talk about a 30 year old movie, but here we are. Uh, why don't you, you saw some, some horror movies though, right? I did. So I watched insidious, the red door. That's the new one. That's the new one. That is the new one. Yeah. And so I rewatched both insidious one and two since it'd been a minute since I watched them both to get a refresher since Three and four don't matter going into this one because the original family wasn't in it. So really you just have to watch one, two, and is then ins- the fifth one. Is Insidious the red-faced demon one? Yeah. Okay, okay. Because what's the other franchise that's almost exactly like it? Uh, The Conjuring. <sighs> with no. the nun. With the um, paranormal activity. Yeah, but I'll find it. Go ahead, go ahead. Keep talking. Yes. Sorry. So, no. So, yes. Insidious 1 is with the red-faced demon where the kid goes into a coma and then you find out that he can astral project and it's not the house that's haunted. It's this kid. And then you find out that the dad was also an astral projector when he was like this kid's age and had some horrible shit happen to him that he didn't remember and completely like repressed. And so he has to astral project and go into... Uh, I forget what they call it, the quiet or whatever it's mm-hmm. called to go rescue his son. And then the sequel, the second movie takes place a few months after the first movie. Uh, the dad is now uh, possessed by, he got taken over by a ghost or whatever when he went into the be- the beyond or whatever to rescue his son. And then... Like, a lot of, like, the Shining-type shit starts happening around the house because he's starting to, like, lose his cool as he's, like, getting possessed and it's kind of taking more effect over him. And then the third movie was, like, about their babysitter. Like, they weren't in it at all. It was, like, a spinoff. And then I can't even tell you what the fourth movie was about. So this movie, the fifth one, The Red Door, we go back to the family. It takes place after the second movie. So it's, like, 20... <laughs> 15 years later something like that like it's the classic no one watched the other two so we're just gonna go back to what worked yep exactly like no the other two did not do nearly as well i will say the opening for the third movie is 
fucking great. Everything else about it sucks, but the opening, there's a part where, like, they're walking down the street, and, like, a body from, like, the 18th floor just hits a car <laughs> and just blows out all the windows, and you were not expecting it. it. scared the shit out of me when we went, my friend I went with, when we went and saw it in theaters, legitimately yelled when that happened, because it was just, a, no That's one great. was expecting it, and just, boom! And it was so loud. Uh, so that part's great. Real, real uh, the quick, rest of the movie real sucks. Quick. One of the best of ones of those of all time, as far as just like genuine theater reaction, the bus in the original Final Destination. Oh, and they're arguing man. on the street, and she step and because it's real subtle, you don't notice that she steps into the street when they're arguing, and the bus just from nowhere. What? <laughs> I mean, my friends that were near me totally. Jo- I started laughing because that was like my initial reaction was just to laugh. You know, because it was so stupid, but, like, awesome at the same time. Everyone in that theater made noise when that happened. It, like, I don't know one person that didn't just yell when that happened or make some sort of noise. It was it was awesome. It just came so out of left field. Dude, Final Destination is another one of those ones where the first two were so good. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, the third one, it's like, alright, you're kind of starting to lose it. And then everything after three was just hot dog shit well you 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 never drive behind a log truck the same way no final destination every time you see it on the road and stuff you're just like or where it's like all the like pipes like sticking out the back i'm like no dude even going to the dentist after the second one or where the dude's in the chair and (laughs) they're like little they had little fish on like fish on the ceiling and it comes undone and it falls in his mouth but he's like gassed and he's like choking the death on it and you think he's going to die there. And then it's just like, oh, no. And they pull it out, save him, and he's fine. And then he leaves the dentist's office, and a pane of glass from, like, the 40th floor falls and just crushes him to death. <laughs> uh, so good. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Red Door. Red Door. Sorry. Yes. So Insidious takes place, like, 15 years later. Uh, the one, Dalton, the main kid who was possessed, is now uh, going to college. And... Th- <laughs> This movie's, like, kind of fucked because, so, after the second one, both the dad and Dalton, uh, the kid who also astral projected whatever, they kind of went through, like, hypnosis or something like that to forget the events of the first two movies. So, Hmm. they don't really remember what happened to them in the previous two movies, like, that point, the dad and stuff, he's, like, that point in his life is kind of hazy and stuff, and it's kind of messed with his, like, memory. He doesn't really remember a lot. But him and his wife have since gotten divorced, and he, like, lives on his own doing whatever, and him and Dalton aren't, he's not super close with his family and whatever. But Dalton goes to college, and through his art class and whatever he starts like drawing the red door and like all these repressed memories start kind of coming back to him. And then Hmm. he starts to kind of like see stuff again. And in his dreams, he starts like remembering and experiencing like what happened to him, but he doesn't know what's going on because he doesn't remember that any of that actually happened. And so he's trying to talk to his brother about it and his brother doesn't really tell him like his brother remembers and he's like oh yeah you know when you were in a coma and but he wasn't able to see all the weird shit so he's kind of just like mom always said that like 
this was a dream and that like this stuff didn't happen and yeah come to find out like the dad starts seeing stuff and going through the same thing and tells the wife the ex-wife and she's like yeah so about that by the way so 15 years ago all this horrible shit happened to our family and we kind of put you guys through hypnosis and you don't remember any of it but this happened and you were possessed and attacked the kids but they don't know you were possessed so they just think that you tried to murder our family and it kind of drove a stake in our family and you got really hazy because of the hypnosis and whatever and it kind of led to the downfall of our marriage and we got divorced but i didn't yeah but i didn't tell you any of this until just now and i'm like dude that's kind of a really shitty situation she's just like yeah you and our son were both kind of like really fucked up and i just didn't want to deal with it anymore so kind of just did hypnosis and i just kind of separated us away from you guys because i didn't want to deal with it anymore uh, overall though the movie was kind of garbage like uh, i that's a bummer. yeah i don't recommend it i see what they were trying to do but no the first the first movie is still fantastic in my opinion and the second movie is all right like it's a decent like sequel and then like i said three sucks four couldn't even tell you what it's about five is honestly probably worse than three um uh, so it's kind of garbage this one this other movie i watched though oh wait it's real, on quick, eight... real quick i've i remembered yes. what the other movie out franchise i was trying to think of was sinister ah uh, yes i forgot because like sinister one pretty decent and yeah, then the they ethan, came out the with the hawk one pretty good yeah pretty good yeah it was a pretty good standalone horror movie and then for whatever fucking reason they made a sequel to it and it's just the hottest shit like it is bad uh, but that first one though pretty decent pretty mm-hmm. good movie definitely recommend uh so i watched it's on hbo max it's called beware the slender man uh for for oh, those of you justin so yes so oh. here we go so, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> Slenderman is a creepypasta story about it's a pale, faceless dude that wears a suit. He has tentacles. He's super tall. Um, he lures children out into the woods or whatever and kidnaps them. And I don't think he eats them or anything. I think he just, I don't know what he does with them, but he just kind of takes them away. Uh, and he's just genuinely scary and creepy looking mm-hmm. um he was very big back in like i don't know 2012 2014 whatever uh so what this movie is though is not it's a documentary it is not real but the way it's done it's very convincing that it's like a real movie like a real documentary like that the events that happened in this movie are real which it's funny because it is based, so the event that it is based on is that this true event happened where this girl lured her friend out into the woods. I don't remember what state this had. This happened in, I want to say that this event genuinely happened in about 2014, and this movie came out in 2017, is a girl who was like 14 or something like that lured her friend out into the woods and stabbed her like 17 times. And the chick survived, but 
when they went to try her, but she said that she did it because she was afraid Slenderman was going to like murder her family or something if she didn't do it, and that Slenderman made her do it. And that is a real thing that happened. And this is kind of what that movie is based off of. Because the movie is a documentary about two girls who lured their friend out into the woods and stabbed her a bunch of times. And said that the one girl said she felt she had to do it otherwise Slenderman was going to murder her family. And so they're kind of going through like this trial process and there's like court interviews and like whatever and like the way the footage looks it looks very convincing about you know this girl who kind of just read a bunch of stuff on the internet and believed it was true and then convinced this other girl that like slender man was real and that all of this was real and that they had to do this otherwise they were going to be in danger and so she like gaslighted her into going along with this plan of murdering their friend out in the woods and like the parents involved and stuff like the parents and their involvement with their kids. But like, it turns out like the one girl, uh, she's like the mom's sitting there and she's like, yeah, you know, I probably should have told her, but like her dad has a schizophrenia and was diagnosed years and years ago. And we kind of always thought she might have it too. But we never got her tested and never did anything about it. And it's just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you don't think that, like, this is... And like, yeah, she would always kind of do weird shit and whatever. But we always just kind of chalked it up to her being a kid. But, you know, never thought, like, oh, hey, well, you know, her dad, you know, is, like, bipolar and schizophrenic mm. and stuff. Maybe we should get her tested for that, too. Uh, so it's just like, dude, these parents don't know what the fuck's going on, but... <laughs> Uh, I thought it was an entertaining movie, though. All right. Well, that's more than I was expecting. So, yeah. Uh, so I, if I had to choose between Slender Man or The Red Door, I would watch Slender Man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so my brother-in-law is six foot eight and uh, very long arms, very long legs. He goes hard for Halloween. Like... He decorates, uh, he has a condo, so he doesn't have a house to decorate, even though he does. But uh, he goes huge decorations for his mom's house, and he has since he was a teenager, right? Mm -hmm. And he's in his 30s now, so this is a thing. Like, people come by for Halloween and Christmas to his mom's house because, like, from all over because he goes so big. Um, Yeah. But one year, it was the 2012-ish time when Slender Man was big. He got a suit. Mm-hmm. And like a white nylon fur over his face, and he and I have a picture of it actually because we were trick or treating uh, with my son across the street who was a baby at the time, and he's just standing in the gate of the house, and it's just this huge, tall, looming dude with long arms and long legs and just a white face in a suit, and it was the most like intimidating thing, even though nothing was happening. Like, he wasn't yeah. doing anything. He was just standing there waiting for someone to show up. But it was just from that far away, seeing him just in framed in that doorway. I'll show you the picture sometime. It's It was creepy as hell. Creepy as hell. No, dude. I mean, Slender Man's terrifying. Like, that shit is scary. It reminds me a lot of the scene from It Follows when they're all in the house. And then the chick's, like, talking or whatever and opens the door to leave. 
and it takes you a second to register, but there's just like giant legs and like half a torso standing there when she opens the door and she's still talking with her head turned and then looks and like pauses and then it's just you see the hands reach down and like grab under the frame and then he comes like ducking in and it's just like dude that part yeah. gets me every time yeah. it's so good so freaky um well all right man i think we might have done it you know another one in the books another one in the books 258 of them to be exact um but yeah man we uh we've done the damn thing so why don't you go ahead and land this plane you know what guys thank you guys for listening to another episode of the that pixel life podcast you know what head on over to the discord what do you think of the new Zack snyder verse were you able to find all 61 movies in area 61 where do you think shannon was this week put your guesses in the discord while you're at it head on over to spotify give your boys a review let us know how we're doing and uh zach if uh robbie was here what do you think robbie would say Robbie would say, hey guys, go be great. Darn tootin'. And I can't wait to hate on that rebel moon. <laughs>